0: Welcome to the All Football Podcast. I'm Josh McSwain, joined as always by my co-host, A.J. Torres. We're coming at you with some breaking news. Dak Prescott has signed a four-year, $160 million deal. And you all know what that means, folks. Jerry married him. Jerry married him, baby.
1: $126 million guaranteed. I know our guest recently said we don't want to do it, but what else are you going to do? Jerry World had to do this, in my opinion. This is great. We got Jet Safety. I always forget his last name. I pronounce it. He's got the franchise tag. And the interesting topic for this one, listen, whether you think two is the guy or not, I understand. Fitzpatrick is a free agent. I think he's going to actually end up in Houston, but that's a topic for another time. We got Isaiah Wilson going to Tennessee for a first-round pick and a swap of the seventh-round picks. So that means Miami right now for the first round this year of the draft has overall the third pick, the 18th and the 22nd. And wow. Considering that the Tennessee Titans last year had the overall worst draft in the NFL, Houston was second, mind you
0: ouch is that a I surprise mean, I, anymore Houston I, having a terrible draft i mean come on
1: actually yes because you also i mean if you're if you play well and you suck i mean i get it but you also you know it's development of guys and how bad they were developed and mind you one of them you can't really grade because he only had okay 10 targets were against him nine catches only X amount of yards. It's like that's not a grade. You have no idea who was lined up with him. Ten targets out of sixteen games of a whole season. We can't grade that. If you want to tell, if you want to tell me how much Blacklock sucks, we could go on about that and how he was JJ Watt's co-pilot on the line. We can talk about that. But then a uh, straight up F grade, second worst draft. Across the board going a year prior Or a year later I mean still But moving on I've been seeing a lot of mock draft stuff And some of the stuff has driven me crazy Like for example They have the Chiefs Drafting I've seen some go Oh you gotta take linebacker Which it's a need but I don't think it's a necessity Oh let's take a wide receiver Are you freaking kidding me my Chiefs are taking a wide receiver thirty-first overall. What the hell is worth taking a wide receiver thirty-first overall if there's a solid tackle on the
0: board? I know, right? It's like, did you people watch the Super Bowl? You got Mahomes running for his life, and yeah, I know Eric Fisher was out, but still, and he's going
1: to be out. He's not. Yeah, gonna Achilles
0: injuries are tricky to come back from. I know there are certain guys that come back from Achilles injuries and they're great. Like, I think it was Adrian Peterson. Was it an ACL or an Achilles that he suffered at the end of 2011? And then the next year he came back and was MVP.
1: I think that's kind of an
0: anomaly, though. Like, I think guys can come back for the start of the season, but, like, let's not just expect that. You know what I'm saying?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I totally get a 100%. I mean, it's, it's a disgrace. And, I mean, I'm not going to say the name. I'm not going to say the name because I'm going to jinx something. I know how it goes. I'm not going to say who I want for number 31 overall. But if he's available and they do not take him, let me tell you something. If they do not take somebody on the offensive line for 31st overall, because i'm looking and seeing how this is going i think there's a chance now that miami could take him but if he if this guy in particular is available i'm not going to be able to sleep
0: right but i i, I short... no, literally,
1: i'm going to be i'm going to be curdling a pillow rocking back and forth being like oh what i do deserve this the pain what i do Mitchell Schwartz was out most
0: of last year, too. And if he comes back, then maybe tackle's not as big of a need for Kansas City. Either
1: way, you move him over the guard. I mean, the whole offensive line crumbled. I mean, there's so many guys that have just left the offensive line. Like when Mitch Morris, when we are in salary cap hell, left for Tennessee. Oh, I'm sorry. It was Tennessee or it was Buffalo, whatever. But when he left, that that was a gut punch to me. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, listen, do I think Sammy Watkins is going to to be off the books? Absolutely, you have to. He's a waste. Sammy, I'm going to make the bold statement of just saying, without you, we do not win a Super Bowl. Right. Just because he was healthy, he turned on the Jets, and with his speed and catching ability, it was one of those rare moments where he shined right listen how much he he got paid per catch is disgusting but you know what you won a ring for me you did good in the postseason so i i'm not gonna knock it but for any other team that's gonna be saying hey i heard sammy watkins is that buyer beware that's all i will say buyer beware
0: for sure Do you think maybe the defensive line would be something that could be addressed at 31? The thing about Andy Reid is that he drafted a lot of defensive linemen in Philadelphia, so you might be stuck with one.
1: If you're going to tell me that there's a problem with the defensive line, then why the hell did you sign Chris Jones and Frank Clark? Then what the hell is the point of just not trading them and starting over? Why aren't those two guys on the trading block? If you're telling me that those guys aren't good enough,
0: right? Well, no, no, and no, I that's understand not that necessarily there's necessarily what i are getting at. I'm not saying. I mean, so, those that's
1: teams. what some people said. They're like, "Oh, they were exposed in the Super Bowl." Well, if you look at one of the best offensive linemen Brady's ever had in a while, Brady's always had a good offensive line in front of him. That was a top five offensive line in football, quietly. And Trishan Worst, that was drafted to that team was amazing he exceeded expectations
0: he certainly did if there's one thing the big 10 does well it's produced good offensive linemen
1: yes it does so going forward i think this is an offensive tackle or bust otherwise i'm not going to sleep uh as far as i'm really just kind of thinking what the hell is miami gonna do now
0: could you imagine them taking three offensive linemen with those picks? That'd be nuts.
1: So I, I think that's completely unrealistic because they also took an offensive lineman last year. And I think, uh, I mean, three offensive uh, linemen that were rookies at one point of the season, and it just looked horrendous. It just looked absolutely terrible, horrendous. It was just ugly. Now, mind you, do I think that Tua needs a little bit of confidence? Yeah, but here's where I'm going to go, and let me know if you agree with this. For the number three pick, just because you don't know what's going to be there, and listen, I've thought about it, but it's going to be a hard decision you could coin flip this. Now, where we're going to draft, if you didn't know, I think me and a couple of the guys are going to get a mock draft. I think we're going to try and wait for free agency to be over. Mm Mm-hmm. And the trades and all that to be gone. Like tonight seems to be, you know, a fire and sale. Yeah. It's like franchise tag or release. Okay. The deadline's coming. The reports are out, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just kind of looking at it and I'm like, you know, some things I want just lock in, but until certain trades happen, I don't see it. Mm-hmm. But with so much draft capital I'm seeing in Miami, Now, if you're going to look at two and say, here's your guy, or you're going to say, do you want your boy, Devontae Smith? Or are we going Jamar Chase simply because if we look at the wide receiver duos that have been around, Justin Jefferson was the number two wide receiver, second target because of Jamar Chase. Right. So Jamar Chase going to Miami, or do you need your boy, Devontae Smith? Physically, on the standpoint and everything else going on, I like Jamar Chase better.
0: Yeah, that's going to be a very interesting choice between those two because I just get the feeling they're going to take a receiver, even though there's going to be a few others they could get later in the first round. If they're stuck picking between the Chase or Smith option or Panay Sewell, I know what you're going to say. You're going to say take Sewell. And don't give it a second thought.
1: Yeah. I mean, I wish they would take Sewell. But again. That's if I, he's on the board. Well, that's also another thing, too, is because, well, I've got to eat my words saying this. And we've all been saying this for years. You know, it's kind of like when you talk about, uh, uh, it's like you talk to your friend about a certain guy. It's like, you know what? If that dumb schmuck had half a brain and he knew better, he would do this. That's how I feel about the New York Jets taking Sewell at number two. You know, if the Jets had half a brain, stop right there. No.
0: It ain't going to happen. Just move on.
1: (laughs) Exactly.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that kind of reminds me of the 2007 draft whenever... You had Calvin Johnson coming out. And I was saying, this guy is going to be an elite talent. The Raiders should take him number one overall. And instead, what? they picked Jamarcus Russell. <laughs> oh, we know how that turned out. Calvin what? Johnson was a first ballot Hall of Famer, and Russell was out of the league in three years.
1: Nate I told the story about uh, Megatron, and he would do this. He said they would be doing drills together. And there's this one time where they're doing the bench press, right? Mm -hmm. And he goes, listen, all the guys were tapping out at like between 15 and 19. Sure enough, he went to like, uh, he went past 20. And they're like, oh, my God, what's this guy going to do? Because, you know, at first they do verticals, you know, speed stuff, whatever. But now it's at the bench press and he's in the early 20s. And then he just goes, eh racks the bar up and then Nate Burleson goes to him and you know, he's alone with him and he goes dude why'd you do that and he goes oh you saw that didn't you he goes yeah dude why'd you do it he goes I learn. essentially what he wanted to do was he didn't want to be ahead of all the guys in that wide receiver core so if everybody else was doing like 19 at most bench reps on the bench press right he didn't want to, he could have done more. He said, listen, I think that man could have hit 30. He stopped at like 21, 22. Okay. 30 compared to 19. He didn't want that big gap to be in front of all, all the guys. He did that for team chemistry and he wanted to be a leader.
0: Okay. Well, so that was one thing that, that should that's be team chemistry when he's doing that at the combine. Or am I getting this wrong?
1: No, no, it's not at a combine. This is at a Lions team facility.
0: Oh, okay. Now I got you.
1: We're not talking as in this is a combine. This is as in like, hey, this is inside the, you know, uh, what's going on with the Lions wide receivers.
0: Okay, now I got you. So with all your teammates, yeah. He didn't want to show everyone else up.
1: He didn't want to be the showboat. He goes, listen, he goes, listen, am I good? Yeah, but we're a team. And I don't want to make myself look more better or important than anybody else here. Gotcha. He didn't want to make himself look special or prima donna. It was just this way of going about it, and his teammates loved him. Hmm. Nate Burleson said the guy was amazing, and it just shows. Yeah. But going forward, what do we go from here? I mean, there's so many offensive linemen to pick for number 18. And what they're going to do with 22, I mean, what, what needs does this team have, really?
0: Well, I mean, shore up the O-line, the wide receivers, and you can still probably improve on defense a little bit, especially with the Kyle Van Noy release, maybe finding a different playmaker, linebacker. I wonder if they would trade down from that number three pick and try and get Micah Parson from Penn State. It's a possibility.
1: Huh. So let's see if I could run a mock draft here. Just to, just to see a result. I'm not actually doing one and setting it up, but uh
0: right. But you see actually I want to address a different topic in the interim, the Russell Wilson dead. trade rumors. A lot of people have him going to Chicago. That would certainly shake the landscape of the league considerably. But do you even think that has a remote chance of happening? Because I'm not sure that I buy it. You
1: see, I actually had a mock trade idea. And it actually got put the kibosh on today because uh, here's what involved. I was actually looking at the books and I was talking to the friend. Okay. So hear me out on this one. The needs for the seattle seahawks are we got to keep russell happy because he's starting to become diva status just like his wife whatever the case may be whatever listen russ is a top five quarterback Mm -hmm. is he pissed off that he is the second most sacked quarterback in the last three years second to deshaun watson yeah he's pissed and he goes listen deshaun's pissed and that's a reason i'm pissed they could do a little bit better This is my team, my city, I want to win, and let's address the needs. Which, mind you, the offensive line has been neglected for a couple years now.
0: More than a couple, actually.
1: Okay, so hear me out going forward. Dwayne Brown, this is his last year, he's getting paid a lot of money. He's 36 years old. After this year, and he's said to be on the books for about $16 million or so, I can't sign or put a franchise tag on him again. A 37 year old offensive lineman, I can't do it. So yeah. I was thinking for this year, right? My goal or my mock draft rather, has send Carlos Dunlap and DJ Dallas over to Baltimore for Orlando Brown. Ooh. But since he got released, he said to be released, kibosh on that. All my thinking, all my numbers, everything else, right? Carlos Dunlap goes over to the Ravens. They're not sure what pass rusher to get left. Gus Edwards is a free agent. And DJ Dallas behind J.K. Dobbins? Mwah! Chef kiss. That would do great.
0: Yeah, that seems like it would work out well.
1: That is why the everybody is happy. And plus, could, Dwayne Brown, a guy that Russ likes, and you got another guy. You got an art tackle, essentially. You got two good tacklers you're going to like. There you go. You can't get get much better than that. You keep Russ happy. It puts all the rumors to rest. You tried. But then it's like, okay, what else are you going to do? You want to keep Jamal Adams around. There's so many needs to go around.
0: Yeah. So when you this. get
1: rid of so when you get rid of Dunlap, right, you it, you have him go, and mind you, all his money wasn't guaranteed this year, another one like that. Right. So Orlando Brown would play this year, and after the 2021 season is over, he gets an extension. Dwayne Brown hits free agency if he doesn't retire, which who knows what could happen. Mm-hmm. Well, if you have a solid lineman, he can prove himself and Russ is happy. That's what you want.
0: Yep. Can't really Because
1: what, what else there. are they going to do? That that big trade or that big acquisition? Because they're so low in the draft every year and that pick is forfeited, unless you can find a diamond, the rough kind of guy later in the draft. I mean, I could think maybe like an interior guard. Or a center, but I think they need a NARC tackle, which was priority. And I'm not sure if they have the tools now to get an Orlando Brown.
0: Perhaps not.
1: I, I'm thinking the same thing. Perhaps not. So, other things I've been seeing uh, in these mocks are just so. Just so crazy. Now, listen, do I think Jamar Chase goes to the Dolphins and that means Devontae Smith goes to the Eagles? Yes. Where all these quarterbacks lie, I saw one where Carolina trades up to the three spots. The Dolphins fall down to eight. And the Panthers select Justin Fields. And I'm thinking to myself, Matt Rule, you are going to get yourself canned in two years.
0: Yeah, I don't know about that one. They might give him a little bit more time than that. But, yeah, I think you and I are not necessarily very very sold on Justin Fields. And we'll I, think it, by we'll the, wrong, I think
1: it goes by the school track record, too, because if you look, I'll give you a good example. Give me a good quarterback from USC outside of Carson Palmer, Carson Palmer that did well in the NFL.
0: Oh, geez.
1: Not Matt Larrett,
0: yeah, not Sam Leiner, Darnold flunked. Donut. Mark Sanchez was no. good for a bit, but flunked let, eventually. Let, listen, John David flashes, but he wasn't great. Yeah, and Darnold's, yeah, like you've we make fun of him a lot on this show,
1: Sammy Darnold Donut. <laughs> yeah,
0: and then Todd Maridovich.
1: Oh. Actually, after
0: watching the documentary on him, I kind of felt sorry for him. Yes, he made some bad choices, but he was not treated very well as a child. And yes, he has to take responsibility for the choices that he made. And I think in time he did. But yeah, that kid did not grow up in a very healthy environment.
1: So I'm, I'm not sure if we could name the names. But I think that the Dolphins are going to be able to achieve a wide receiver, an offensive lineman, and an edge rusher in the first round this year. Seems plausible. I think that's very plausible. And if not an edge rusher, there's so many. Like I mean, this—if I'm just going off a tankathon here and. Uh, Joseph Asai, I'm wondering where he's going to go. Some people rank him lower. Some people rank him higher. Uh, Tevin Jenkins, I'm wondering. Jalen Mayfield, I'm wondering where he's going. There's a couple wide receivers you're not thinking of, like Bateman. The old powerful Kyle Pitts, where is he going to go? I mean, have you just seen a couple of things that are just wild? Like, uh, as in, one guy should do this. I mean, I thought the uh, take Justin Fields at three and trade up, which also probably means you're going to have sacrifice your first round pick next year.
0: Oh, definitely.
1: Listen, if I'm going sacri- to if I'm going to gamble on a pick on a quarterback that's unproven, and by unproven, I mean as in I didn't like his last couple of games. Is that fair to say that I didn't like Justin Fields the last couple of games this year?
0: Well, I mean, it depends if you mean regular season games or not, because he looked pretty good lighting up Clemson in the semifinal.
1: The last couple of regular season games, like, I mean, against Northwestern, I thought he played horrible.
0: That was one of the few times I
1: watched college ball, and that was, I'm like, wait, this guy's predicted to be the second best quarterback in a draft?
0: Yeah, he also didn't look great against Indiana. But, of course, we're picking out the worst in his case. We're not truly examining the whole body of work by looking at that. But
1: I, I just saw the whole game, season, and I just think that simplicity stuff, I just think I'm not sure if it was his worst day and he wasn't there or if it was signs, but I did not like what I saw. I did not like what I see.
0: The interesting thing was you looked before – When he was a Heisman finalist, even then, I wasn't totally convinced that he was going to be a prime NFL prospect. I mean, I certainly knew he was going to be taken as a first rounder, but, you know, even then, I just wasn't quite convinced. He just didn't have the arm strength and, and touch that you seem to need. Obviously, we can look at highlights of his great throws, but yeah, that's the same for everybody. Everybody's highlights are going to look good. Is he going to execute this play in, play out? I admit I'm not the biggest watcher of Ohio State football. So, again, I'm just going off what I have to work with, but I was not convinced.
1: Gotcha. So, as far as the draft goes or free agents, is there anything wild that you've seen or you've predicted or you're like, Oh God, stay away from this. I mean, obviously stay away from Sammy Watkins, uh, you know, stuff like that. Uh, they'll overpaid running backs, which well, I think I they're think- going to have a hard time because I mean, trying to pay $15 million for a running back. I don't think is going to happen this year. If not, they're going to have to sacrifice a lot for it.
0: Unless you're Jerry Jones, he's been locked into that deal. Jerry married him.
1: Well, Jerry did marry him, but for this offseason, I just don't see it happening.
0: Yeah, I don't see another contract like that being doled out.
1: (laughs) I don't think I see anything close. Like I thought uh, like if Chris Jones or Chris Carson is going to get somewhere in the realm of $60 million, I would be very shocked.
0: Yeah, I think Aaron Jones, Chris Carson could hope for 10. That's about it.
1: Wait, 10 million dollars instead of 60? I meant for the whole contract. So you think it's going to be like what, a 1-year 10 million dollars?
0: Oh no, I just meant like 10 million per.
1: Yeah, I was I was thinking they're probably going to shoot for like 15 plus. I think 10 is probably going to be what they're looking at and for 10 million dollars, I mean Now there's a lot, there's a lot of these people saying, Oh, well, why don't you get these players are gonna want shorter year deals so they could re-up to get the max again? And I'm like, Dak Prescott is the reason why you don't want a short-term deal. That is exactly why. Because you're like, Oh, I want a short deal so I can get the max again. Well, guess what happens if year two or year three of that three-year contract and you get lit up and you're injured for the season because of that injury, you're not getting a max deal again. It's true. I mean, it's a risk five max out or try and see what they could do to make you highly paid. And you go off of the guaranteed dollars off that. I think I remember Julio Jones last contract where there was only $2 million, not guaranteed on the deal.
0: It was, something, about right. it
1: was something ridiculous like that, if I'm correct. Some, something around that.
0: Yeah. I mean, well, it's a bit of a gamble I mean, here because you look at it in one sense. The salary cap will probably go back up in a couple of years, so these running backs might be able to get more money. But like you said, the shelf life of running backs is not very good, so you've got to try and get it while you can. And this might be... Aaron Jones or Chris Carson, they're one chance for a big deal, big long-term deal. So, you know, depends on how they want to go at it.
1: I think uh, this year it's going to – the problem that's really pissing me off is that they haven't released it. I think they need to release what they were doing with the salary cap months ago. It seems like, look, offseason officially starts after the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Make a deadline and have everybody – Go for it. And then you're like, oh yeah, by the way, you have to go to the you have to go to this whatever time underneath the cap. So it's like, okay, this is the number, be under it by this day, right? That makes it easier for the players, the GMs, the agents, everybody. Mm-hmm. So if you're like, okay, and this doesn't go it's just more than the running backs, this goes for the offensive linemen trying to get paid. The offensive tackle is a hot commodity that somebody wants to pay for. It's like, listen, I'm in a salary cap position where it's like, hey, man, I already want a Super Bowl. I just want to get paid. Sorry, eh, can't do it.
0: Right. It well, just that's...
1: becomes this. It just becomes this. Accountant. Now I understand they push back off a couple of years. This and that. There's so many ways that they try to go underneath the cap for just a little bit. You need X amount of money to sign your rookies they just drafted there's a science and accountant professional way to go about it but what makes me insane is that they're saying oh the cap is going to go down okay what are we doing well it's not being released it seems like they don't know like what if i told you last time i looked the texans had 30 million dollars in cap space
0: i would not believe that
1: let let me check it right now let me just make sure that i was in a great state of mind uh yeah currently the cap space and this is before the roster cut 33.1 million and if you remember i said that they were in the freaking tubes
0: right Oh,
1: whoa, 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 did I miss something? I think I called this, but I think I missed something. Let's see, Robbie suspended. Nick Martin was cut.
0: Yes. Let's he see won.
1: if I'm let's see if I'm missing something because it says right there that uh it says right there that uh damn it. I, I gotta look at my phone real quick. I think th- I think David Johnson got cut. Let, just let me, let me hold that thought before I make it official on air. <laughs> Please help me.
0: Yeah. And in wake of the Nick Martin release, they signed Justin Britt, former Seahawks center. And I'm thinking, yeah, an injured guy who comes from one of the worst lines in the league, what could possibly go wrong?
1: A lot. So it's not saying any announcement, but the, Thing that I've been doing my whole salary cap track with, it says David Johnson on the bottom for $0. And this is why I've been keeping track with for this whole time on the podcasts. It says $0, which I'm assuming he's off the books.
0: I would assume so.
1: But I mean, if you're going to get a running back in there with all this salary cap money you have, I mean, big deal. So as I predicted originally, Duke and David were cut.
0: Yep.
1: which they performed like the Duke and Duchess, but I digress.
0: The backfield law firm is no more.
1: Yep. Uh, Going mad here, man. Going absolutely mad. Not only that, but where does uh, Najee Harris go?
0: Najee Harris. Man, your guess is as good as mine on that one.
1: Some people are saying Steelers. Alabama, 6'2", 230. He's got that frame. He's got that diesel-like frame.
0: Oh, boy. Bama running backs. They've produced a bunch of them recently, and they don't always work. Mark Ingram has been solid. Trent Richardson was an absolute fail. Ah. <sighs> Derek Henry, oh, boy. He has been a home run. In fact, he's been a grand slam. Let's say that.
1: They, they, they call him king for a reason.
0: Yeah, let's go with that. And let's see, Bo Scarborough, everybody thought he was, you know, like Greek God looking, but he hasn't done much in the NFL. He's had some decent days with the Lions and some other places, but man, he has not been a star.
1: Well, I'll just say this, and mind you, Every time I mention Colin Coward, you always got to take it with a grain of salt sometimes because, you know, his ESPN show is just a better show than it was on Fox, where it seems more like satire at times. But he said this, okay? When you first think of Jimmy Garoppolo, when you think of his name, what's the first thing that people think of? Oh, he's handsome. Do you really want that to be the first thing they talk about when they see your quarterback? Oh, what do you think of Jimmy Garoppolo? Oh, he looks good. Okay, what about the ball? I'm talking about the quarterback. He's wearing a jersey, not a suit and tie. What are we doing? And he's got a point because outside of that, it's not like, hey, Jimmy Garoppolo, I love his uh, – he hands the ball off well. <laughs> Isn't that something to put on your resume? I wish I could put logic, but they would look at me and be like, You're an ass. Go away. (laughs) I dare somebody to try it. When they say, Hey, what are your skills? And you put on a resume. If you put common sense for one of them on the bottom, outside excellent communication skills, organization skills, team building, all that, if the things on the bottom, you go by great logic and common sense they're gonna look at you like you're an ass like you're wasting their time because that's what everybody should have but they don't
0: yeah or one guy do.
1: might think it's being creative but guess what if you act like a smart ass on your resume they won't hire you most likely
0: pretty much jimmy like g the, well you can't the put hand the ball put off put on microsoft your resume word you know the people put microsoft word on their resume although you know it says that on 90% of job posting. So some of the time you just throw that there so the computer will catch it. It's ridiculous, but that's the way it is. But we're getting off topic.
1: But you but you have no idea if that guy who's doing the interview is 75.
0: Fair enough. But anyways, with Jimmy G, <laughs> we either think, and maybe Aaron Andrews, you may think of that. Or you may think of Bill Belichick. Of those two, I'm not sure which has more of an affinity for him.
1: Listen, if I want somebody to hand the ball off and he could get paid, we could go back to Jamarcus Russell, pay him out of retirement, give him the veteran's minimum, and have him hand the ball off. Because there's a good chance he's broke.
0: I actually looked up where Jamarcus Russell was within the past week. It seems, though, he is a high school quarterbacks coach at his alma mater in Alabama.
1: Okay, scratch that. I met Nate Peterman. <laughs> He's
0: still in the league, though.
1: Yes, yes, he is. Yes, he is. But at the same time, you have to acquire him somehow.
0: I will send you a six-inch Subway sandwich and a bag of Cool Ranch Doritos.
1: Make it a Reuben sandwich, and it's a deal. He's on the plane.
0: <laughs> what type of Reuben's sandwich? The one from Arby's or your one from your mom's kitchen? What are we talking here? Because if it's my mom's kitchen, I don't know. This might be off.
1: A good one from the diner.
0: Hmm, the diner. Diner in my town, I don't know if they have it. The oh, one in crime. your town or your favorite place in New York? Yeah, maybe so.
1: Let, let me tell you something. There's, there's a couple of uh, diners, and I have, there's this Greek family that owns it, and they're good in there. As, as far as uh, if you want to go, and let me tell you something, my go to is actually, it's called Brewster Hill Deli, and it's connected to a Valero gas station. There's so many people that live in other regions of this U.S. of A. That would be like, wait, you got a sandwich from the gas station? Sure enough, wake in the morning and just be like, hey, brother, bacon, egg, and cheese, salt, pepper, ketchup. Take it easy. Ring that thing up and you're going to enjoy it. It's not going to be one of this. Do we really have to? They're not going to put in a microwave. They actually got a good kitchen set up back there. And there's sometimes where I'm early up in the morning and I'll be like, you know what? I'm going to grab my sandwich here too. I'll enjoy it. i watch. Right on. So when, when people, when people ask me, yeah, it does, it does happen because <laughs> there's some people that they don't get the concept. You'd actually have to experience that to yourself somewhere in the Northeast.
0: Right. So there we have it folks. We're talking about draft trades and sandwich choices. Of course, what and, you come to this show for.
1: Well, you do have to make it uh, lively with entertainment, of course. And I mean, come on, Guy Banter is Guy Banter. And again, is Nate Pearson worth a Reuben sandwich? Well, come on. If it was a steak sandwich, I think we might be overpaying. You're just handing off the ball.
0: Yeah. Those cheesesteak sandwiches, those can be good things. You ever had the French dip sandwich from Slasky's? I hadn't. I like that thing.
1: I don't have a Slasky's around here, but yes, the French dip sandwich is good. When done right, very good.
0: Okay. Sounds like a plan. I think that's a good place for this show to wind down. <laughs> Tell us your favorite sandwich to any, anyone out there. Get your sandwich choices, and maybe we'll mention it on next week's show. On behalf of A.J. Torres, I'm Josh McSwain. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.